I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right. You heard that right. BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz, and I am your director of fun and games for the evening. It's hockey season, guys. Hockey has begun. Austin Matthews rang in the new year in style last night. Travis Konechny going to pick up right where he left off. But first, let me give you our starting lineup for the evening. With me, as always... My broadcast partner in crime, Stephalicious D, Steph Driver. Austin Matthews gives me life. I love him. That was something special. I I was literally in tears. I could not pull myself away from the TV. It was amazing. The fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. Hello, everyone. I'm a little upset that Austin Matthews didn't follow the agreed upon rules for what happens when one scores four goals. But (laughs) Joe Thornton needs to have some. What are you going to do? (laughs) Last but not least. The man with the plan, Charlie O'Connor. I'd like to note that in true Toronto fashion, they lost the game oh, anyway. Oh, was wasn't it wonderful? <laughs> was his, it was on him. He lost it this guy so in three great. on three. But he admitted to oh, it. It was the yeah. first thing he said. He, he was did. like, it was my fault. He had four goals and they lost. I That's love amazing. that kid. If it wasn't, take, take heed in the fact, Austin, that it would have been a 4 nothing loss if you weren't on the team. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot to get into. Season starts Friday in LA. We have hashtag Flyers After Dark. My favorite time because like they're up with me. Like it's I get to sleep in. I don't even have to be up for a 7 o'clock game. It's absolutely outstanding. I'm really happy with the games being on Friday and Saturday because oh, now seriously. I can watch and not have to wake up for work the next day. I'm thanking God that at least the 10.30 game is on Friday because <laughs> if it was on like a Wednesday or a Thursday, I would be dead. Totally. It they usually aren't they usually in like the season open like package like they're one of the rollout teams like hey opening night watch the flyers um, isn't that usually a thing yeah yeah actually but the season starts a lot earlier typically like it's True. usually around my birthday which was a week or so ago i think they're just like compensating for the flyers are slow starters we'll put them on in december seems there to make go. sense mm-hmm. uh we have the one news item uh is the radco gudus extension i haven't had uh, an oppor- extension. Suspension. Suspension. Hold on. Extension how, was how many months, months ago? ago? When was the last time you did a BSH radio? We got a lot to cover. It's going to be a six-hour program, guys. <laughs> I hope you're all prepared. Yeah, uh, the, the Radko Gudis suspension, a six-gamer, uh, I don't know. That seems like a lot. It is a lot. Right. It's a lot. I mean, yes, it's deserved, and he mm. gets. I don't. Is it is though? It, yeah, is it? If it's like they're holding all the stuff he gets away with against him, but like right. stop letting him get away with stuff. Uh, well, so here's the thing I have to say about that. So the suspensions, there's supplemental discipline. So his hit on Jimmy VC, he was thrown out of the game, and they, they decided did not need to supplement the right discipline. because that was that was appropriate. He was not thrown out of this game, and then they give him six games where, all right, well, you're just not going to play, which is excessive. I mean, the hit was stupid. I don't think there's anybody that would disagree with that, but I I have watched it a handful of times, and... It, I don't know. It, it, was, it was on both of them, if you ask me. I mean, it, he definitely watched his pass, and you can't yeah. you can't do that in the NHL. The, I think the problem with the problem with the hit and the problem that fans have with it is they watch it hit and they say, "There's no way this hit was worth six games. Maybe a game, maybe two. But the way the NHL does discipline, and you can say they're right, you can say they're they wrong. They spin a wheel. Well, it, I was, yeah. there, there actually is a like a kind of logic. I don't agree with it, but there is, there? is a kind of logic, and it's that. So first they decide whether the hit is actually suspendable. That's step one. And then step two is when they bring in the record, past record, and they bring in whether the guy got hurt. So Which 
what, is yeah. my the thing that drives me the craziest. We should mm-hmm. not be disciplining based on result. Well, they don't discipline based agree. on the result. They don't discipline like. Well, they don't say that. They, they but do. I think they do. They, they say totally, they don't. They totally do. If if for example, you take a guy out for six weeks because you've concussed him so bad, you're gonna get a harsher penalty than if the guy gets right up and goes back into the game. And that's nonsense. absolutely yeah, absolutely it's nonsense. They the length of the suspension is yes. is 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 decided by injury and right. by past right. record. But like the, with VZ, because they decided that wasn't a suspendable hit, it didn't matter that that Greg Gudis had a past record. But because they decided that this one was a suspendable hit, they had the ability to throw the absolute book at him. Like I bet if I don't know if. Claude Giroux had had that hit on um, who was it that he hit? Who was it that Gouda said the suspension? Oh damn it! I don't even know. Zarn- uh, on, on Austin Zarnick. What a start! Yeah, know that, but, uh, like if Giroux had that hit, he might have got a game, maybe. But because Gudis Austin Zarnick, yeah, you're right. Yeah, once they decided Gudis made a mistake with the hit, then it was like, okay, well now we can bring in the fact that he's been suspended before. Now we can bring in the fact that <sighs> Zarnick got hurt, and so that's when one game turns into six. And I don't like the way they do that, but that is the way they do that. And that's yeah. something we're going to have to get used to is that every time Gudis does something remotely bad, he's going to get five games. Oh, yeah. He's like totally got the Carcillo tag at this point. Like he's getting a reputation for being goony. And as a result, everything he does now is going to be scrutinized. He is he is absolutely goony, right? And he always has been. Yeah. I have been saying this since day one that he's a goon. He might be my favorite player on the team. He has <laughs> not surprised. He has skill, so he's not the, the prototypical goon, but he is goony, and he makes bad decisions, and he takes bad penalties often. He's not running around looking to like shoot somebody with a gun like Ronaldo was. Like, no. Whatever sort of weapon would have been at his disposal his Ronaldo team, would have. Yeah. He would yeah. have pulled a happy Gilmore. Like Gudis is out there to play a role and it's just like you know sometimes your hit is a little high and a little late but he's out there to hit that guy. Don't watch your pass. That's part of his job. Right. And, and you can't you can't take hitting out of the game. I mean he's, no. he's out there to hit but like, don't get yourself thrown out for six games before yeah. the season and even it, starts. It's it it's it's amplified because Michael Delzato's out for the first month, yeah. so now you know two of your top four defensemen are not going to play for an extended period of time. And the Flyers start. You know we've been we've been harping on they need a fast start because that's the opposite of what they've done the last couple of years. And you have tough games right out of the gate in LA, in Chicago, Anaheim, Montreal. You want to, you want to win some of those games. And it's tougher when no Delzato, no Shen. It, they have nine games where this is nine man games of suspensions <laughs> to start the year already. They haven't played a regular season so, game. Words, 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 culture change. Yeah. <laughs> we were just on 700 level and I was like, yeah, culture change. And then you have Riker. Yeah, we have and goons. Then, we still have I goons. Still, just the one. I yeah. think what drives me the most nuts with Gudis isn't even like the hits. Because, yeah, the hits are borderline, but a lot of them are, are borderline. They're, that's why he didn't get suspended the entirety of February. It's just the timing. Like, we can argue to death whether the VZ hit was clean or dirty. We can argue to death whether the Zarnik hit was clean or dirty. But, like, you shouldn't be having two borderline hits in preseason. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? You this is when everyone's, point. like, chilling and just getting was, their legs back, and he's trying to kill people. It was that, uh, <laughs> the back with a vengeance season where it was... Um, but he doesn't want to start slow like the yeah, rest of the exactly. team. Like he's he's ready to in. go. With Jesse Bolerice and uh, Steve Downey <laughs> both had those, like, regular se- or preseason suspensions. It's kind of like that. Like yep. Starting out right, like Get the right league's in. already like freaking Broad Street bullies are at it again. <laughs> Shortest team in the league coming like, for you. Yeah, Bill, make sure you say words about Wildfire sponsor or something. Yes, we are recording <laughs> at Wildfire because uh, you know we're we're working. I, you know, I can't read and talk about other things at the same time. I, you so. know, it is kind of my favorite thing when you read directly <laughs> from the outline. <laughs> Even better is when I steal your words from you and read directly. And then I have nothing to say because I'm just a reader. I don't don't even watch hockey, guys. So anyway, thank you, Wildfire, for being our home. It is. uh, They have been great to us over the last couple of months and they are extending their. uh, Well, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. Hospitality. Hospitality. That's the one. They're extending their hospitality. That's what I'm here for. I make you look good. But guys, the season is upon us. L.A. tomorrow night. uh, They have made. Some major upgrades, I think, with the uh, with the additions of Connect and Improver. Of they had a big, 
This is like the equivalent of a big offseason. Yeah. They it's added huge. a top six forward. They added a top four defenseman. And he's, I'm really excited. It's ahead, it's a good time to be pumped. And, you know, we were talking about how it's kind of crappy that we don't have Delzato and Gudas to start the season. But as a result, major additions, we have Ivan Provorov. And that might not have happened if Hexy's hand hadn't been forced a little bit by roster. You know, I think I don't think that the the injuries or the suspensions really had much to do with Provorov sticking around. I mean, he did kind of kill it. In the preseason. that and, and there yeah. was always the option of calling up someone from the Phantoms. True, they have you know Morin, they have Sanheim, they have T.J. Brennan, just like one of those ultimate utility guys. Like, yeah, there, there was on another team an absolute injury replacement. I'm like, oh yeah, right. a guy who can we can plug in and he won't embarrass himself. Like a handful of other guys that they could have brought in for the the two weeks that Gudis is suspended um, and however long it takes Delzato to get healthy. So I think that Provorov really earned his spot on the team. He without, without without the injuries and without the suspensions. He absolutely did. And when you look at what Konechny did, uh, that guy, he was the standout forward. Him and Voracek. I will say Voracek looked like Voracek. Jake is ready to play. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Voracek again, which is, I, I think he's. I think Jake is the most important forward going into this season because they need him to get back to what he was. I completely agree. To, I'm expecting with the additions, with what they are. I'm expecting top three in the division. I'm done with this wild card crap. Oh yeah, because wild those wild card teams are one and there's you're not winning your series if you're a wild card team. You're one and done. I'm in. I'm in, I'm all in top three in the Metro. All yeah. right. Well, who, who else do you have up there? It's uh, I th- it's the Penguins and Washington are your givens. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just they're really good. Two. And it's the Flyers and Islanders because the Rangers suck. The Rangers yeah. I don't think are going to be good this season. I think that you know. All of their lack of first round picks have, have finally caught up with them. Their defense, like you look at their forwards, it's funny. You look at their forward lineup, and their fourth line is is good. It's got like Brandon Peary, who's a twenty goal scorer. They got Jesper Foss, who's a solid you know winger, is like a good bottom six winger, and they have Michael Grabner, who's good. And you're like, wow, that's a that's a really good fourth line. Maybe they could get it. And then you look at their defense, like McDonough. Okay, okay, I like that. Mark Stahl, uh. <laughs> Dan Girardi, oh my god! <laughs> and just, and then I think you that's have, like, how Rangers fans think yeah, too. Like, like, yeah. It's funny, like the perception of Dan Girardi in like a year. I know, right? It, it's just he's, trash. all of a sudden he's Andrew McDonald. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's unbelievable. I, I will say the stack community has been hating on Girardi for like three or four years. Oh. I think this is when like finally the eye test caught up to the stats. Okay. Yeah, fair. It's like holy crap, he really is as bad as all those nerds have been saying. <laughs> is that is that like what happened with Lacavier? The stat community was trying to warn us for years, and then he had twenty saw. goals. Like yes, when he can stand still and shoot, he's fine. It's everything else. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. I'm I'm most excited because uh, I'm I'm just looking at what the Flyers have done the last couple years and we got real used to them just making the playoffs every year and then all of a sudden they were a borderline team and they were need to make a run at the end to get in kind of team but and that's been the past few years yeah like they've needed yeah. they've needed to win their last stretch of games and to they, make it they haven't won a playoff series since that Penguin series which was barely hockey. It you know it was fun. It was yeah. yeah. I, I love the movie Slap. <laughs> Slapshot is my favorite movie ever. I I really enjoyed that series, but they it was barely a playoff I mean, series. Flurry was basically an ECHL goalie in that. Series. Yeah, the, it, which makes it, it even better. Me, yeah, I was very happy with everything that happened in that. Series. And I'm just, I'm looking at the history of this franchise, and they're due for a run. I'm not going to say it, Steph. I won't say it. I will say it's we all know when the last Stanley Cup was, but. They're in the final four all the time, and they have been for the for like the duration of the, of the history of their franchise. And it's been a while. They haven't won a round since 2012. They haven't been to the final four since 2010. It's t- it it feels like this is kind of one of those years where they can make a run, win a series or two, and. Uh, I've never. I haven't been this opti- optimistic since they traded for Chris Pronger. I'm going to just say that right now. Since since then, that's, I think okay. I, I that's a thing. Um, I I this is probably the most excited I've been as far as I can remember. I, I can't. I, I wouldn't say the Pronger trade, but this is the most excited I've been in a while. And it's not only because of what's happening right now, but it's what the next few years are going to look like. So this season, I think, will be a really good kind of benchmark. However, it turns out, and I'm really optimistic that they're going to make the playoffs and, yeah. and really show the league like this is who we are now. 
but I think that we're only going to get better. So in, as in terms of a season result, what are reasonable expectations? Because I'm cover bust i'm all in i'm all in on it i'm absolutely all in i'm i mean i don't see any reason why if they get i mean that's the kind of the great thing i think about the nhl playoffs is that um if you get in that's all you really need to do and then if depending on how the matchup goes there i see no reason why they couldn't get all the way yeah i just i worry it sucks for the Flyers because if they were in the Atlantic, yeah, I would think to myself, man, you know, this could be a conference. They could win this division. This could, this could be a conference final team. I, mean, I still think Tampa's better, but in a seven-game series, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just don't. It's just so hard for me to envision them because if they finish third, which I think they're going to do at this point, unless you know Provorov and Konecki fall flat on their faces, I think they're the third best team in the division. I think they will finish third. But if they finish third, that means the first round they got to go against one of Pittsburgh and Washington, and it means the second round they got to go against one of Pittsburgh and Washington. Could I see them upsetting one of them? Maybe. Could I see them upsetting two. Uh, that's tough. Yeah. Well, and, go ahead. No, and you remember the run in 2010 and how magical it was. But if Montreal doesn't do the yeah, dirty work yeah. for you, yeah. taking out Pittsburgh, oh, yeah. taking out Washington, and it's it it becomes about matchups in those situations. Right. So I do. I want to have reasonable expectations because, like the two players I am most excited about, I have nine years on. Like these are these are kids. <laughs> yeah. They're kids. Mm-hmm. So I I'm trying to temper expectations a bit and uh, I want to get into uh what we think they're going to do okay. in just a little That's while. That's what I was going to do, yeah. but all right, I'll let you run with this. But uh they start the, they start the year with back-to-backs on the West Coast and I'm looking at the roster composition. If they suffer an injury, Anywhere, <laughs> they're like they're out of guys. They they have uh, six defensemen and thirteen forwards right now. Yeah, Hextall said um, after they finalized the roster that they were basically if someone got hurt, they were just going to have like say say someone gets hurt tomorrow night, or I guess you'll be listening to this on Friday, so tonight yeah. um, they were just going to fly somebody out like for the next game in Chicago, and they essentially said, well, we've got the logistics figure out if we need to. Uh, well. So they'll fire up the Comcast plane. Way, yeah. now, now they're using long-term IR, so they could call somebody up. They have yeah. the, the allowance to do it. Obviously, they don't want to, but obviously you don't want to be in a situation where you only have one bench player or right. one guy in the press box because two of your guys went and got themselves suspended. It's it's tough, and these aren't easy games. I mean, LA's a good team. Chicago, well, I think they're a little overrated. They're still a good team. Aren't they playing Arizona? Arizona, oh, Arizona Saturday, and yeah. Chicago on Monday. Yeah, one of those. Okay. Or Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. Well, Arizona, I mean, they've built they've built one hell of a team down there. I, I love what they're doing. Yeah, uh, they're they're still super they're, young, but right. they're going to be real exciting not, to watch. They're not the powerhouses like yeah. the Kings and, and the Blackhawks, but they've got one, one hell of a team down there. Young, some good young talent. Um, Duclair, who, thank God, he's out of the division. Thank you, New York. Yeah. <laughs> what a great trade. Like, For us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they reassigned Jordan Wheel. They sent him down and brought, uh, I still don't know how to say Lubomov's name. You got it right. Lubomov. Hey, Lubomov. Okay, yeah. Well done. <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been reading the uh, the guide where they spell it out for you. But uh, yeah, uh, is is Wheel actually like going to Allentown or is it just like, yo man, hang out because if anyone gets hurt and also we're going to play Chris Vandevelde, so. How, 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 how is Chris Vandevelde still playing NHL minutes? Like, how? How is North, that a thing? North Dakota. Well, I said that before the season. Like, all right, I could see Hackstall keeping him around because he's his guy. But come on. I don't understand his obsession with Chris Vandevelde. But the only thing that makes any sense to me is North Dakota. So I'm going with it. I mean, for his first year, I could see Hackstall keeping him around because it's a comfort thing. Like, all right, I know what I'm going to get out of this guy. It's going to ease my transition. I know that I don't really have to worry about this one particular yeah. dude. I think we've talked about it possibly with Charlie before. Is yeah. uh, like first year coach. He has this guy, and, and you always hear in terms of coaching, coaches love players who they know what they're going to get out of them. Like, sure, you want like the explosive, dynamic players. Obviously, that's how you win championships. But on a night-to-night basis, if you have a fourth liner you can just put out there, and you know he's going to get to the red line and dump it in and get his ass off the ice, you're happy with him doing mm-hmm. the bare minimum, exactly what you told him to do. 
All right, so and now we're in the second season. Yeah. yeah, that safety blanket was great for the first, and you got it. And they didn't have anyone else. Now they do. They've they've got a lot of other people. They had a lot of other people last year yeah, too. I, like you could call up a Taylor Lear or something like that, and they acquired Jordan Wheel in the in the mm-hmm. Le Cavalier trade, but. Vandevelde was part of that Untouchables line, and oh, that's yeah. just the way it was. Yeah, it's, just, it's 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 almost over with. I know it's almost over with. The I was like, Ryan nightmare. White is playing in the AHL. Yeah, and I was looking him. at the blue line today, and I was like, oh, when Gudis and Delzato comes back, this long national nightmare is almost over too. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think that with Vandevelde. I'm not going to get too angry until Shen comes back. Yeah, like like yeah, I, okay. I think at this point. All right. If, if it's between him and Lubomov, like, would I pick Lubomov? Yeah, because he looks bigger, faster, and just better at hockey. Yeah. But I can buy it because he's never been in the NHL The coach before. is going to go with the guy who's yeah, played in the NHL. Yeah. But once Shen comes back, if, if Vandevelde isn't the guy that goes in the you know in the press box, and if they send, you know, I don't know, like a Reed or a Cousins, or it's like, then what are you thinking? Oh, like, my God. Like, clearly, Vandevelde is not, is the, clearly Vandevelde is the worst player out of the 12 fours they will be starting mm-hmm. on Friday night. Yeah. Like, when Shen comes back, and then when Lawton comes back, if he actually stays in the NHL, there's no reason for Vandevelde to be in this lineup. None at all. If they sit Cousins in favor of Vandevelde, I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> that, will be, that will be a Flyers Twitter revolt yeah. kind of thing. We're like, going to have a all, problem. All the goodwill of Connect the Improver of making the team <laughs> is gone. People are calling for Hackstall's head. can only push it, us so it's, far. It's, it's going to be maniacal if, <laughs> if, if Chris Vandevelde is in this lineup in, like, Four games. He's just such an <laughs> uninspiring player. Like, he's, yeah, like he's just like I don't I don't like to. He's the I don't like to just rip people, but players. like he just does nothing above average. Nothing. Yeah, no. no, he's he is very much like just ju- he is the definition of just a guy. Yeah. I was yep. just gonna yeah. some guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some guy. Chris Vandevelde could be. Any random player you pulled out of the AHL, yeah, like, and it's not like we're advocating for Jason Ackerson at this point. Like, yeah, just give the guy a shot, see what happens. No, like Nick Cousins is a nice player. Keep him in the lineup. Matt Reed does some things for you. He can kill penalties. Like, don't give us Chris Vandevelde. No, but yeah, when Shen comes back, I fully expect because yeah, because Raffles expected to be on that top line with Giroux, so he gets bumped down to three, and then you're looking at. (laughs) Belmar back. Or Michael Froffel. <laughs> perfect, perfect third line player. The great, great. Love him player. in that yeah. role. He is awesome. Yeah. He, I, I, I know. I, I love the kid, but just going from top line minutes to, all right, well, now you're on the third line. Great <laughs> utility player. Mm-hmm. Perfect guy when someone gets suspended or injured, which is going to happen on this, this team the all the time. <laughs> right. You can just, okay, you're Pop all of a right sudden you're there. playing first there. line minutes, kid. Go get move, him. Move him up, move him down. But what putting him on the third line will do, and this is something that I'm really thrilled about, is that it's going to give us four lines that we can roll with every night. Yeah, yeah. you're looking at a fourth line of Belmar, Gordon, and Reed. That's a line that you can put out there, yeah. and it's not like the Untouchables, where it's like, oh my God, why are they playing these minutes? <laughs> it's like, oh, this is warranted. Oh, yeah, there's they not might, a lot of filler. No, they might be able to score great. a goal. No, it's mm-hmm. some 41 up in here, all killer. <laughs> wow. Wow, Bill. No, I don't, no good? I don't no. know what to say. I, I No. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, I mentioned Boyd Gordon, and it's funny how much like hype... Uh, not hype because no one's expecting him to score thirty goals. No one, I don't think, is expecting him to score ten. But no. like the role he's going to play is so important for everyone else, and uh, he might be one of the most important additions of the off season because it frees up Claude Giroux. And that's exactly what it is. And we need Claude to be the goal scorer. We need Claude to be the leader in points. We need him to be Claude Giroux, and he's had so much responsibility over the last few seasons where since Adam Hall, I think there hasn't been anybody else to take the defensive zone draws. And now we have somebody. And the uh, the penalty killing is is the biggest is the biggest issue. Uh, Drew played 115 minutes on the PK last year, almost double what he did the year before, and you saw it in his production. Okay, he's playing 20 like 20 minutes and 30 seconds a night still. But one to three minutes of those are now you have no you're not creating offense. You are purely 
just killing penalties because you're the only one who can win a faceoff. He's the only guy they can put out there with a reasonable expectation he will gain possession of the puck off the draw. Now Boyd Gordon comes in. Gordon actually finished ahead of Giroux, one of the best faceoff men in the league last year. Uh, pretty good. I'd say pretty good. <laughs> yeah. pretty good. And now Giroux, you can you can take those one to three minutes. And exchange them. He's still going to play them, but at five on five. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. he has a chance to actually carry the offense like he's supposed to and shut up people like me. I was going to say, I don't even know who you are right now. (laughs) I want to be proven wrong about Claude Giroux. I do more than anything. We had this conversation last night about what type of fans we are. I'm the fan who wants to party his ass off because the Flyers won. And that's not going to happen without Claude Giroux being a point-of-game player. So I really want that to be. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that the the Gordon signing, as as much as it was to help the Flyers this year, I think it's just as much to help the Flyers five years down the road. Because Mm -hmm. the... The, the less minutes that Drew has to take, the less difficult minutes that Drew has to take, the hope, and I truly believe the Hexall is looking at this, the hope is that five years down the road, that's going to mean that he's got less tread on his tires. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's still going to be under contract, and he's still going to be getting paid like an elite player, so we might as well try to conserve him for the future by getting a guy like Boy Gordon who could take these shifts. Now, I've been on record as kind of being iffy on Boy Gordon just because, well, I agree with the concept of him taking the minutes. I don't want those minutes to be taken by somebody who is straight up terrible. And I'm a little I'm concerned. I want to keep an open mind because it's tough to look at his advanced stats because he gets such difficult minutes. Like in the last three years, he's gotten 1,511 defensive zone draws, which is a hundred more than any player in the NHL over the past three years. He's Um, getting straight up Couturier. Yeah. He's, he gets, he gets nuked. He basically just like, just, Okay, just have fun. Have fun, Boyd. Have fun. I mean, I think he had like two points last year because he was being used in the defensive zone. But the question is, is whether he's actually like how many of those faceoffs is he taking because he's being put out there for a defensive zone draw, and how many of those faceoffs is he getting because he can't get Cause out he's of traps because he can't get out of the defensive zone, and then there's another faceoff because the team cycles for forty minutes, forty seconds, and then boom, another faceoff goalie covers the puck. I'm willing to keep an open mind. I will say that I was not impressed with him in preseason. By the same token, veterans really aren't necessarily trying to be impressive in mm. preseason. They're more just trying to conserve themselves. So I'm going to keep an open mind. I hope he. I, I wouldn't even say I hope he proves me wrong because I'm not. I, I'm not saying I, you know I hate the signing. I'm just concerned because I don't want them to be giving a lot of minutes to a fourth line center who is basically cooked. And I fully. I want his minutes to come to on the penalty kill. He's, yeah. I want him to be my specialty guy. Uh, like. Put him out there at the end of a period, at the end of a game. That's when I want him out there getting those minutes. Yes, if he's taking, you know, if he's getting twelve minutes at five on five, uh, that's a problem. Yeah. That's something that will lead to me coming on this show and saying, eh, maybe Dave Haxtell doesn't really know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that you don't hate the signing. The signing that I do hate is Dale Weiss, and I want you to tell me why I should not hate it. I didn't particularly love that signing either. Okay, excellent. <laughs> I had an agreement. What fun. I, I didn't hate it because I think Dale Weiss is a useful player, and I understand why they signed him. It's because they wanted a guy who can get to the dirty areas, who can score in front of the net, who is you know tough to move out there, and they could put on a line with a guy like Reed or Cousins who's skilled but doesn't really like to get into the high-danger areas. My problem with it is I'm never in favor of signing Bottom six forwards to long term. It's four the term. years. I, just, I, I, I don't. I don't like sir. that. Yeah. When you got guys like Taylor Lear, I mean, granted, I guess they didn't really have anybody in the minors who fit that you know big body mold. Eventually, they'll have Fazileev, but he's probably a year or two away at least. Like, what about Goulburn? How big is he? Yeah, but he's just not that good. Okay, well that's, that's he can a skate. Solid point. He can skate. He's better. He's better I, I than Ronaldo. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what his upside really okay. is. Weiss, you can. I think. I think Weiss will be okay. Like I think Weiss will score fifteen goals and we'll be happy. He'll basically be a better Ryan White and he'll be okay. If but. he helps push uh, Cousins and I guess uh, who and Raffle, like that will be an effective line then. And but yes, the term of Raffle's the Raffle's going to be pushing that yeah. line. It's not going to be Del Weiss. The term of that contract is. What concerns me because yeah. you're, you're mm-hmm. signing a bottom six guy, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of time, and 
man, for a team just getting out from under it, like there's they're still they're still shoveling, you know? Andrew McDonald, they have to get out of that some way or another. Oh my and god. You're just bringing you had on to bring that up. I know. I can't go a show without <laughs> reminding everybody that as optimistic as we get, one of the worst players I've ever seen is still on this team making five million dollars a year. And he will be until the sun devours the earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might be in Allentown, so that that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right with a five million dollar AHL player. It's, yeah, Go have fun. Yeah, great. Everything I hope you're paying fine. for dinner every night, Andrew. <laughs> and, 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 and I think I'd like to make right. a point that like. No one dislikes Andrew McDonald as a person. I, I, no, I, I think he's delightful. Like, like, I mean, I've interviewed him. He's a nice enough guy. I just don't think he's very good at hockey. Yeah, he's he, a trash hockey. He player. accepted. He accepted his demotion last season with class. He, he wasn't. Yeah. A, he wasn't a. He wasn't a jerk about it. Nope. He went down there, and by all accounts, he was really good with the younger kids. Mm-hmm. And he came up and played some meaningful minutes on a team that made the playoffs. And it's just. Man, when someone's coming down the wing on his side oh and he's boy. he's already at the goal line. Yeah. <laughs> if Just there were no if in, there Andrew. were no backboards, he would skate he would into the concessions. On, yeah. <laughs> he would be he would be in the bathroom of the Wells Fargo Center Steve if there were no boards. Back it up. All the way across the street. I've just never seen anything like it. <laughs> but I don't know. Do I want Nick Schultz in the lineup over him? No. Like maybe. Maybe. Do yeah, I they're they're about the same. Do I want Brandon Manning in the lineup over him? Maybe. Maybe I don't. I don't they're, know. They're all kind of. Yeah, you got three guys yeah. who I think the same thing of, but Nick Schultz makes you know a fraction of what Andrew McDonald makes. Brandon Manning makes a fraction of what Andrew McDonald makes, and that's the difference. And yeah. I hate holding an athlete's money against him because yeah, you know. Not, I mean, it's not his. Fault. It's Holmgren's it's fault. Yeah, it's, it's Holmgren's like, fault, not his. Holmgren's gift that keeps on giving oh, for six whole years. It'll never end. Mm, never. Never ends. I want to get into some over unders because I saw some over unders on uh, on. TheBroadStreetHockey.com. We did do that. And I didn't get, I wasn't involved with it. Me neither. This is crap. Well, you know, (laughs) you should have come a day earlier. My bad. (laughs) Next time. (laughs) So uh, I want to start with uh, we we talked about how we expect Claude Giroux's production, how the team is expecting Claude Giroux's production to go up because of, you know, the steps they've taken to alleviate some of his tougher minutes. so he what did he have sixty seven points last year I believe I think so uh, the over under uh, on this was set at sixty nine point five which is pretty nice pretty and nice. a half uh, <laughs> that was a pretty nice what are we thinking here over I ta- I'm taking long. the over I'm I'm on the record on camera. <laughs> Saying that he's going to get thirty goals. Okay. You did say you did say thirty goals. I, I was did impressed say by thirty that. goals. Um, so I'm I've taken the over. We have to take the over. If yeah. it's under 70, I'm going to be a real... Yeah, we're going to have a problem. We'll I'm going to be really hard to listen to for a lot of this year if he's on a, if he's on a below 70 right, I'm just point gonna, pace. I'm going to cut the court to your mic. Yeah, you you're, know. Always, you're always talking about cutting me off, and you always show up for the next show. We no, do a lot of this together, Steph. I know, I know but you know... I run this bitch. It's she Boom. does. She does. The power play is going to be better. I'm, yes. I'm fully yeah. confident in that, and it's it's going to be better just because Voracek is going to shoot one percent this year. Right. So he's going to get some assists just based on the fact that Jake Voracek's luck is it has to be better than it was last year because we had the worst luck in the world last year. Going past that, you're hoping that he had the surgery. Apparently, he looks quicker. He looks faster. And if he's a little bit more productive, at, you know, at five on five, he's going to get a ton of minutes because they know they're going to give him a ton of minutes because he's the number one center. He's going to get the most minutes on the team out of the forwards on the at five on five and on the power play. So, yeah, I think he gets over seventy. I, I have to think he gets over seventy. Coming in hot off that big World Cup win too. <laughs> yeah, did a lot of work there. He did. He did. I really like. I like that he suited box. up so he yeah. could go out and Wasn't celebrate. That, nice? Yeah, that was nice. That was good. I was like, <laughs> and then stole the trophy. <laughs> That's so clutch, true. Stole the trophy. Learned it from Pronger. <laughs> I hope that he grabbed at least one ass on his way off the ice. <laughs> Grabbing asses, taking names. Yep. Claude Giroux That's what way. he does. He is our captain. <sighs> oh, captain Shane Gostas Bear. Yes. A.K.A. Ghost. Some people call him the ghost, and you really need to drop that right. the. Please no. don't do that. He is ghost <laughs> or ghost bear. Yeah. One of the article. two. Right. It's unnecessary. Uh, 48 and a half points. Uh, what do you have this year? Forty six, yeah. I think forty six and sixty four. Yeah, forty six and sixty four. Yeah. So we expect him to play more games just out of you know he got called up late, uh, but 
he had a monumental kind of season, in, yeah. for, especially for a rookie or any defenseman in terms of point per game. Uh, do we expect he can match it, go up a bit? Is it? Yeah, he, Charlie has made the point that uh, he shot 11% last year, which yeah, is was, really high for defenseman. Insane. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of high for a forward. It's really high for a defenseman. The kid can shoot, and you know, a full year on a power play with Wayne Simmons in front of him probably could be beneficial. 48 and a half. I will take the over. Mm. Um, right. And, and let, me, let me explain. So we've got the new wave of youth coming in to the NHL. We saw Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, you know, his second season, but he was injured for a lot of last season. Shane kind of plays the way that they do. Now, I think that the two of them are playing a different league of hockey than anybody else. But he plays a similar style. He's he's quick. I know they're forwards. He's a defenseman. But the league hasn't quite figured it out yet. It is his second season. There I get that there's the concern of the sophomore slump. But I think that he's still ahead of the curve. And when uh, when I saw him play in the World Cup, I was just interested to see. Okay, he's coming off the same surgery Giroux had. Uh, you know, these are these are veteran All Star teams. Yep. He's up against now. It's you know he's not going to be getting easy minutes no matter who he's out there against. Let's see how he does. And now nah, he plays the same. That's so he's still skating yeah, circles pretty, around everyone. I, rem- uh, I remember back to the Frozen Four and watching him and just being like, okay, he looks great. But he can't do this in the NHL. Like he looks like Bobby Orr. <laughs> he still looked like that. <laughs> and then he, and com- then he, and then he comes up, and he just—he's scoring game-winning goals. He's making these just wild dangles. I guess over. I guess I'm expecting 50 points out of the kid. Mm, I took the under. That's. I took the under. I fully yeah, understand I it. So we got the optimistic side and the pessimistic. I fully understand even, it. I don't even know if it's pessimistic. I just think that last year. He caught some lightning in a bottle that was absolutely ridiculous. And I don't even know if it'll be a sophomore slump if he doesn't do that again. Sure. He's going to be awesome. He could have a but great that, year and yeah, come in under. Exactly. That's what I mean. I think he's going to have an absolutely fantastic year, but I still think he's going to come under because last year was just insane. And doing that again is going to be very difficult. Yeah, I think the best argument for over is just that he can regress a little bit, but if he plays 82 games, he's still probably going to score over 50 points mm. just by, you know, how skilled he is in his time on the power play. The reason why I went under is because I I totally agree with what you said about the shooting percentage. I think it's going to regress a bit. That's but, I stole that from you. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Bill has never that. said the word regress in his life okay. until today. Okay, um, but I'm also going to like just inject some like straight up Philly pessimism. I do think he's probably going to get get banged up this year, just yeah. because teams are going to be targeting. Yes, him. no, I, you I have to forecheck to his yeah. side. I'm dumb. The thing about it is. I wonder how much of a game plan it will be for teams to dump in on his side and try to hit him the way teams did to Chemo. Because he's so fast. I'm fine with that because that means, that means they're not he's carrying getting, the puck. Yeah, he's getting the puck and he can move it out quickly. So I wonder the give and take. Yes, we get to hit him behind the net, but if we don't get to him, yeah. it's a real easy breakout for yeah. them. Yeah. So I do wonder, uh, but at his size, I just expect anybody playing in the NHL at that size to get banged up. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't I don't think he's going to play 82 games. Exactly. Yeah, so. I, th- I was, when I was coming up with it, I, I had him at uh, like 75, I think. I, I can't even, fair. I just blacked out for that entire conversation. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot listen to this. I, this idea that ghosts might get hurt. Yeah, I can't. No. I can't Not I, happening. No, it no. makes me want to die. A guy who, uh, talk about trading in a helicopter line for what might be like a 747. Sean Couturier. Mm. He's got some wingers. Yeah, he does. He's got some wings on him now. A long way from Zach Ronaldo. Oh my God. He's, he's no more. He, the shackles are off of Sean Couturier. <laughs> uh, we set the over under at 49 and a half. Uh, he was on that 50 game. He was on that 50 point pace before the injury last season. Uh, now he has Travis Konechny and Jake Voracek on his sides to start the season. That's a, that's a long way from Matt Reed. You know, mm-hmm. what are we thinking with what are we thinking with Sean Couture? Is he finally going to put out that season? Oh yeah, all the way over, and all it's over. it's yeah for the reasons that you just outlined. I mean, even if he doesn't score a ton of goals, he's going to get a ton of assists. Got to finish. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going to get a ton of assists just because. I mean, if I was on the ice with Konechny <laughs> and Voracek, I would get some assists. So I I think after last year, he kind of started to get into a groove. 
Um, and I think that's going to continue this year. And then having those two guys on his wings, he's he's going to get points without even trying. So over for sure. Yeah, I think I, I hesitate on the line thing just because I'm well, I agree. That that's an awesome line on paper. Teams change lines oh, absolutely. during the year. Like I, I'm sure he's not going to spend the whole year with with Konechny and, and Voracek. But I'm confident that even when he's not with them, they're probably going to put him with Simmons or maybe Shen. Sure, like he's going to still be with good players. Oh, if you trade, I'm fully expecting the you know the wings on the top yeah. four to the, the top six to get traded with the centers, and you never know what exactly the power play lines are going to look like, but. Well, the second power play, you know what the first one's going to look like. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just think he's going to get the fifty points because I think he's a better player now than he was two, three years ago. Yeah, that I, line I think he's just improved. Yeah, and now that he's not getting dragged down by R.J. Umbergers or Zach Ronaldo's, and he's at least going to have two good players on his wing, whether they're Konechny, Voracek, whoever. Combine that with the fact that he's just a better player now than he was back in you know 2012, 2013. Sure. I think he's going to score 50 points. I think he could score 55. I think this is going to be a big year for Couturier as long as he stays healthy. And I don't see any reason why he won't because before last year he never got he's hurt. He's never been hurt yeah, until last yeah. year. Yeah. So that was that's uh, I th- I think the line at 49 and a half. I have him like right at 50. So I'm I'm looking at the over. I think that's a really good line for him. And you know it's not all about points with that guy. But like we were saying with Giroux. I expect his production to go up just because the third and fourth line are effective. Mm-hmm. If if those guys can do what they're supposed to do, it also alleviates some of the tough minutes Couturier has to play. All right, Provorov, 21 minutes a game. What? What's that? I mean, you just skipped over me, but I that's thought you fine. did say something. No, I didn't. All right, what do you think? Uh, no, I'm moving on to Provorov now, and I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the under. So you... 21 minutes total ice time per game or average ice time per game. I'm taking the under... They did that in the preseason. I don't think they're going to do that to a rookie defenseman in the regular season. Well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to pop into Mark Streit's number two ice time spot. That's my prediction. I think he's better than him. And I think that as a was, rookie first game, you think he's already better than Mark Streit? I think through an 82 game <laughs> season, the average. Yeah. I mean, I, I, so. I do think he's already better than yeah, Mark Yeah. I mean, I, I think what we saw in the preseason is wasn't really fluky. That's what we're going to see all season from him, so there's no reason not to ride him, especially considering he's a young kid and he can take it. I think he's going to have his ups and downs in terms of ice time, just, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, like, I, I, I do believe, you know, he'll get 24 minutes, and then if it's a back-to-back, yeah, play him 18 the next night, yeah. because you don't want to kill you don't want to kill anybody in terms of ice time, and this, this is his first year. Yeah, I, I'd probably go under, just because I'll take the conservative route. He's a rookie. I don't know how much they're going to push him. I think he could take it. I, I I don't doubt that. And I also don't doubt that he's one of the three best defensemen that they're going to be playing on the ice, you know, on Friday. Mm. I just don't know if Haxtell is going to want to give him that many minutes this year. If he does, then that's great because that means that he's earned the trust of his NHL coach. I could see yeah. it being a big second half like boost. Like yeah. all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, he is our number one defenseman. He is he is the best one we got. Yeah. You know. Let's go with it. Um, wasn't he like pushing tires up mountains this summer or something? Oh was that was that a thing that I read? You did read that. It was his workout was insanity. Yeah, with uh, Sergachev, who also made the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, they're cra- a like, disaster. If, sure. if you could imagine like a crazy Russian workout regimen, it was this. It, like, the it only sounded thing was like some like old timey. It sounded like torture. It sounded like some Rocky Four stuff. Yeah. Like, he was in a barn, <laughs> yeah. like lifting his wife in a in a horse <laughs> carriage, like. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, Andrew McDonald, 41 and a half games played. Why did we always have to go back to this guy? <laughs> well, I don't know what the next it's one means. It's our burden, so Charlie. To we have to, to carry it. <laughs> He's do we expect him, uh, like, when, when Gudis comes back and when Delzato comes back, do we expect him to, yeah. to hang around? That's yeah. basically what the question yes, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, he's, he's <sighs> going right. to be here. Charlie, what's this, what's this next one mean? The uh, the Will Provorov's on-ice Corsi 4 percentage this season be over or under 50%? Oh, that's easy. It just means that like when he's on the ice, are the Flyers going to get more overall shot attempts than the other team? Oh, awesome. I'm for it. Yeah, over. Over 50. <laughs> sure. Um, I'm going to go over. I will go over as well. For Just for the reason that I don't think that he's going to keep them stuck in their zone. Okay. I love it. 
Just keep him away from McDonald's, Schultz. Yeah. Um, well, it, it also depends on depends on who his partner is. But I That's think that he's point. he's skilled enough to carry the puck out of the zone. I think that he, he will be doing that. All right. Uh, we talked about this a bit on the 700 level show uh, in terms of, you know, how the goalies are going to get split up. They asked us if mm-hmm. we thought either goalie was going to win 30 games. And we both dumped on that answer saying... Yep. Uh, I don't I don't see it because neither of them can stay healthy and neither of them really put together long strings where they're the guy. Well, that, Even though they're it, both very good. They are. And and I did I, I that's something that I didn't say on the 700 level because I thought it was a given, but I guess it's it's not because it ended up being like, "Well, well, Philly's still waiting for a yeah. goalie," which is not true. They're both good goaltenders. We've got a 1A, we've got a 1B. They're both really good, and this is not a bad problem to have. No. To have them as a goalie tandem as opposed to the number one starter and a backup. Even though I think Steve Mason is pretty clearly the starter, it's okay. So 49 and a half games played for Steve Mason over or under? Mm. Under. He was, at, he was in the 50s last year, I think. It's... <sighs> Under he played fifty four. Yeah, fifty four. So uh, fi- I'm like I'm like slightly under. I'm at like forty seven. That that sounds like a really good number. Uh, I expect the I expect there to be a bit more of a split this year just because Neuvert was better in the playoffs and they're both in contract years. So you kind of don't want to give one. <laughs> like a huge yeah. a huge bargaining chip if you do end up wanting to resign either one or. Both. Are I we? Gonna, are, be both. Are we going to talk about how important it is that one of them gets signed this season, gets yeah. an extension this season? Can because we, of the expansion draft, right? Well, just also to have a goalie. Yeah. Just to have a goalie. I mean, if, if neither of them gets signed, then we're going into next season with two rookies. You know my plan. No, we don't. Mason and two prospects for Ben Bishop. Give Bishop oh, an extension. No. Please That's, go away from me. Please, please. What's wrong with you? See Get now, Kelly wants to cut off Get your mic. Done. Get it done, Hexy. Bring me Ben Bishop. Get me that drunk. franchise tender. You just like him because he's six seven. That's right. Well, Stolarz is size six, matters. Six. Yeah, and I've never seen Stolarz play in the NHL. Is that saw him sit on the bench? Yeah, I mean he he was there. <laughs> they didn't yeah. have enough confidence he's to put from him in New any Jersey. Place. And that's why I have so little confidence in him. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met a New Jersey goalie who was any good. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, it's important to to extend one or both of the goalies. I, I, yeah, I think that's definitely going to happen. Just it, go with Lion and Stellars next year. Let, I, I, I trust Hextall. Could I don't think Hextall is going to put in a, put the Flyers in a situation where they don't like they're breaking into new goalies. Yeah. He's no, going to pick one. So. He's going to get him signed. Yeah, Wayne Simmons, uh, power play Maven. That's right, Maven. Thirteen and a half goals over or under on the power play. Power play goals. Can you tell me what he did last year? Thirteen point nope. five. Is what he did last year? No, that's the that, would, that would be difficult. Sorry, <laughs> I think he had fourteen he, last year. Yeah, okay. fourteen. Uh, we we expect the power play because the power play got off to a bad start last year, and now you know instead of Mark Streit for the first however many games, it's it's Gostas Bear pumping the puck from the point. It's alliteration. I I um I will take the under here, and just because I'm not that confident. Oh. All these years of Flyers fandom have beaten you all into negativity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really positive yeah. for the first half. That's I'm crazy. positive because I expect the second power play unit to be better, and I expect other people to kind of pick up the slack, like Braden Shen. So even if Simmons comes in under, I think the power play could be better. But I'm taking over, because he's always among the lead leaguer, league leaders in uh, power play goals. He's just He just has a knack for it. It's what he's really good at. Yeah, he parks himself there in his office in front of the net, and he just puts him away. And I took the over. And now that he's wearing the shield, he's got yeah. no fear. He can yeah. take him off the face. Literally. Yeah. Cannot stop him. It blows me away that LA didn't use him on the power play. Like that that was like low key one of the smartest things that the Flyers have done over the past five years is like, hey, we got this really strong winger. Why don't we put him in front of the net? What a crazy idea, Charles. And it worked. That organization, considering the success they've had, they kind of makes fall some into funny it. decisions. Yeah. I think they kind of fall into it a little You get Kopitar and Dowdy and then Quick gets hot and you win a cup because those yeah. are the three things you need. And y'all we also gifted them Jeff Carter. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't. Mm-hmm. Columbus did. Yeah. yeah, we got we got we had a good, good deal on that. Yeah. Columbus was the no. one who lost two trades in a span of a year, including <laughs> the same player. That's th- three teams were involved in a trade with Jeff Carter. Two of them won. Columbus lost twice. Yeah, two times. <laughs> they just keep on losing. They it's netted fun. for for Sean <laughs> Couturier, John Tortorella. Yeah, the yeah and then they get Tortorella. Yeah, they netted Jack Johnson for Sean Couturier, Nick Cousins, and Jake Voracek. That's what they gave up. <laughs> Ouch. Is, oh, Jack Do they Johnson. have Seth Jones now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that poor boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a shame. It's a real boy. shame. I'm sure Tortorella will really bring the best out in him. Sure he'll have him. He'll have brings him the best fling, out in everybody. Flinging yeah. his body on the ice. Yeah. Is Hartnell still there? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can you think of a better coach-player combination no. than Apparently. Tortorella and Hartnell. Hartnell? Oh my God. Of course he they is. Must, I bet you they've been in a fist fight before. <laughs> I, I bet be you surprised. they've been in a fist fight before. I mean, Hartnell seems like a guy that really likes fun. Has ever had fun in his life. Not a single time. Not one moment of fun. Mm-hmm. Over or under, Travis Sanheim and Samuel Morin having 0.5 NHL games played. Basically, before January 1st. Do you think either of them get called up for a game before the new year? No. I don't. Well. Um... Okay then, Charlie. Well, see if 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 Provorov. If you had asked me this a week ago, when I didn't, when you were anti Provorov, I was never anti Provorov. Russians, that's it. you. That's not me. I'm getting a sickle and hammer tattoo. You actually did say that you were going to. <laughs> um, Please, is it going to be in your butt? <laughs> no, he said right here. Oh, right here. I can't remember which arm you pointed to. Um, but. If if Provorov had gone back to juniors, I would have taken the over because of injuries, because of anything else. Now there's still a the lot next 30 of 30-day Radko right. suspension. <laughs> but now there's still a lot of bodies that are, I think, are ahead of them. So there's still Brandon Manning han- hanging around. There's Andrew McDonald hanging around. There's Nick Schultz hanging around. They can't all go down at the same time one would think true unless the mumps start going around the nhl again which would not be good for anybody um so before january i'm taking the under okay uh yeah i think uh when delzato and gudis come back all of a sudden you're eight nhl defensemen and there are other guys Uh, i i I don't know how many you know kids basically they want in their lineup you know morin in his uh second year uh of of pros sanheim in his first is is it moran are you saying it wrong i don't know i say i say more i go back and forth so no one uh, no one can ever tell me i'm wrong (laughs) i say moran and Moran. well i i am am a notorious name mispronouncer so i need somebody to tell me if i'm wrong i think it's officially moran but i don't think anyone actually says it that way okay all right Apparently, Provorov is actually Provorov, but, you know, that's not how... I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's not how Americans talk, so Sorry, it's not Sorry Ivan. Yeah, I have a line. Uh, finally, uh, this one wasn't in the Broad Street Hockey piece, but I think it's only it's only fair to judge people on the scale in which on which they should be judged. And after Austin Matthews' four-goal game to start his career... Over under four goals for Travis Konechny on Friday night. He's going to get like seven. Okay. Easy. All right. Steph's face is so (laughs) disappointed. (laughs) She's like, you didn't think he was going to make the team, and now I think he's probably going to score a double hat trick. I didn't think he was going to make the team because he's 19, not because he's not skilled. He's 19 and still kind of small. He's probably better than Austin Matthews. Um, He's not. (laughs) Um, So I don't... I will be in tears ripping off all of my clothing at the bar if he scores one goal. Oh, I'm I mean, on the Palladium, ladies and gentlemen. That's just what's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> so Palladium on Friday night. <laughs> if if Konechny scores one goal, like this is pandemonium and this is a success. If as you far saw as the 700 level show and liked what you saw, <laughs> you might be seeing a whole lot more. The line forms to the left, gentlemen. Oh, to the left. Yeah, to the so, left. Uh, Stephanie likes cider, not beer. <laughs> this is really true. So, Kelly knows me. All right, we're that married. Was, that was Sorry. just that was just for fun. Uh, but I think we do need to set some realistic expectations, as was laid out on the site today. Uh, there was a fan poll on Broad Street Hockey uh, where fans said in 71 games played, they assumed uh, he'd be able to put up 18 goals, 28 assists, which is a 065 
points a game seems average. Uh, it seems reasonable because of our high expectations and really high expectations. And then when uh, I, I well, believe it was Kurt who put up the piece, if uh, yeah, my, the link won't open for me, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it would be on. The really, really high end in terms of uh, first-year players putting up that kind of number at this age. Yeah, we put him in line with Jonathan Huberdeau, who I think had the best. He had the best rookie year of a guy, like recently, of a guy who was a 19-year-old rookie playing in his draft plus one year. I think the the other comparables were like uh, Taves and Ovechkin, like since the lockout, guys who put up those kind of numbers in their first season. Yeah, Yeah. that's totally Travis connecting, right? Yeah, but here's the thing, and I'm just going to, I'm going to be the homer right now. So, I mean, obviously, you're always, everyone's always high on their own prospects. Okay, that's a thing that happens. That's fine. But we saw something in this kid during preseason. This isn't just based on nothing. That's true. He is he is electrifying. We saw some stuff there, so I don't think it's unreasonable to think that that would continue into the regular season. I am just going to say that he's going to be playing against seasoned NHL right. players. Um, he, is, I mean, he is a really strong talent. I don't know. What we can expect out of him because we haven't seen him in the NHL yet, yeah. like not in a real NHL game. So that's just why I'm kind of, and we, I'm, I'm negative anyway. I didn't think that he was going to make the team because he's so young. Um, so I, I just I need to reserve my 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 judgments. I don't know what to expect. I think you also have to make the ice time argument too because we we all are saying, well, he's going to make the second power play better, which I think he is. It can't be much worse than it was last oh, year. Oh God, no! But at the same time, the second power play only gets maybe like forty seconds. A power yeah. play. Yeah, they get and the then, end of the and, power and, play. And yeah. sometimes they don't even get out there if the yeah. first power play unit scored. So he's probably not going to get that many points in the power play. And even though he's on the second line now, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to get second line minutes. He, like, in in the third period when the team's up by one, I bet he's not playing much. I bet they're playing, you know, they they might replace connecting with Raffle or Reed or like a defensively sound player who they're comfortable throwing out there to protect a lead. So I'm not sure how many minutes he's going to get like I could see him finishing like maybe seventh or eighth in terms of four minutes of five on five and then he's on the second power play unit so he could be electric he could have a great you know points per 60 rate but his ice time is probably going to deflate his raw numbers a bit all right I'll I will accept that Charlie that is a well thought out argument I mean it's to temper our good, expectations yes. uh, I guess I, if you want to be logical our expectations are that? this is sports I don't our expectations <laughs> are really high I had Incredibly high expectations for both Provorov and Konechny last year when they should have made the team and didn't. Uh, <laughs> but okay. I, I will, I will say it, you make a lot of good points. I do think the like the third period thing is something to consider. He probably won't be out there if they're up by one with seven minutes left. That's not really what he's supposed to do. He's a guy out there who's supposed to break open the offense, and you know, so it won't really be his role. So uh, I'll be realistic and. I got him at I point five five points a game. Okay, all right. A little Just over a little half, over a, point half a, game. a point a game. Yeah, I like that. I'd I'd be, I mean, thrilled with that. Like I, <laughs> I'll be here, proud in, mama. Like. May when you guys are wrong. Yeah, when you I'll just be rubbing it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, when he has I'd a fifty goal totally season. fine being yeah. wrong. Yeah, I, this is another situation where I would be really happy to be wrong. I know. I'll forget. Don't worry. <laughs> you know what's a lot of fun? Guessing. We just did a lot, lot of guessing. guessing. We just did a lot of guessing, and uh, we're gonna do this next thing: predictions, guessing. Uh, just. Uh, for a couple more things that I think are going to happen this season. I would like to make the point okay. that Kelly won the over and under pool at Broad Street Hockey last year. Yeah, that's so right. So Kelly is the, is the best guesser. Reigning defending champion. I am well, that's only because I wasn't part of it then. How dare you? <laughs> I'm an excellent guesser of things, and I plan on winning this year's over under predictions as well. So. I'll cut this clip up and write it all down, keep track of it, Thank and then you. we'll name a champion at the end. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, she I, also said Ghost was getting injured, so I let's not hope Banged up is different than injured. Well, Injured's okay. a long-term thing. That? I just said that I expected <laughs> him to not play 82 games. It could be any number of reasons. Maybe he gets the flu. Mm. Sure. Could be that. Or the mumps. Yeah. <laughs> that happens all the time in the NHL, apparently. So, assuming... <laughs> Wayne Simmons leads the team in goals as he has the past couple years. Cracked 30 this year. Uh, Are we going quick through these predictions? We got a couple minutes. We didn't start right at eight. So, uh, second leading goal scorer on the Flyers. Braden Shen. Drew. Voracek. 
All right. I'm going connect me. Uh, oh, look at this guy. Flyers defensive leader in ice time. Stripe. Delzato. Delzato. Gudis. <laughs> Better rookie season. Provorov or Konechny? Provorov. Konechny. Konechny is more electric. Provorov is better. I'm going Konechny because I expect him to score 28 goals. Well, <laughs> see, that's, that's a weird question because better rookie season is going to be judged. It's up for interpretation. It's going to be yeah. judged differently between a forward and a defenseman. That's true. It is pretty apples and oranges there. Like, if you're already saying that Provorov is the best defenseman on the team, he's obviously going to have a better rookie season than Konechny. We'll see. You make a It's good up point, for interpretation, Steph. I thought we were going to go through this quick. Well, I decided to tell you that you're wrong. Who do we think wins the East, represents the East in the Stanley Cup Final? The Philadelphia Flyers Hockey Club. That's right. Okay. The Caps. Boo. Uh, lightning. Ah, uh, you stole mine. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay will be mine. Who wins the West? Oh. Arizona. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who does win the West? I have the Dallas Stars because uh, I'm a big I'm a big Jamie. I fan. would love that. Jamie Ben. I would, fan. I would love. Oh, are you? Are you? <laughs> I have Nashville. Nashville. PK Nashville be so much nice. fun. That could happen. That could be a thing. As long as Rene isn't awful. I it think would be fun, actually, if it was Nashville. I would enjoy that. Okay. Who wins the cup? Oh, the, the Philadelphia Flyers Hockey Club. Though. Okay. Excellent. Uh, you mean so out of the last two that I just picked? Arizona! <laughs> <laughs> I have Tampa over the stars. That's that's my pick for the year. Ovechkin's finally winning it. Oh, oh wow. This is the year. That either. I, I kind of, I like, like, I've grown to really like Ovechkin, but I do think it kind of would be fun if he never gets one. Oh, no. You're a it's mean, kind, mean person. No, no, no. It's kind of fun if Henrik Lundqvist never gets one. Oh, he's that's definitely happening. never yeah. getting one. That's going to be That's going to be kind of fun. Never getting one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> most improved season. Who do you think like has a bounce back? What team kind of Toronto. Toronto for sure. Unfortunately. <laughs> lot lot of overtime losses in their future. <laughs> Get them loser points. Yeah. <laughs> I think Montreal, just because Price is back, I, th- I think it was stupid for them to trade Subban for Weber. Sure. But just by I'm, getting Carey Price but back. But for this year with Carey Price, they should be better. I want what? them to fail miserably. <laughs> I think the Wild. They got so bad. <laughs> Do we think it's possible that Edmonton is better? I think, yeah. Better, yeah. But, but yeah. they still. That means not top three in the lottery. Shaky goaltending. Yeah. Uh, Should have started. It's a tire fire up there. Should have. Uh, I think the Wild just because Bruce Boudreaux makes like makes teams thing. win in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Great uh, unexpected decline. Who has the uh, Who has the slide? Uh, the Rangers, mm, which yeah. I think we're all kind of it's predicting, like, but I, I don't, don't know whether don't the rest of the that's world unexpected. is. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't think the rest of the world are yeah. expect is expecting that. That's I'll, true. You still see them being picked yeah. to do well yeah, in the yeah. division yeah. by most of the SI and ESPN. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Rangers. They got they got the guy who wears the white gloves under his stuff. <laughs> Hank, I hate him. Uh, I really just hate okay. him. Do you really? I love yeah. him. But he's I, I, so pretty. He, he's such a douche. He it? just looks like a guy I would hate. Well, oh well. I, I, I bet I, you drink wine. I bet you don't even drink beer. He definitely drinks wine. I drink wine. What do you're you a woman. Let's Expense. not get into this. Oh boy. Let's not get into this again. I, I, thought, you I, saying, I, I thought you were slandering wine. No, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, I drank a bottle of wine at your house you, last week. He drank my birthday wine. <laughs> oh boy. Well, that was rude. There was no beer. Pretty rude. No one bought that. For no, you. I've, I've made no. the point with Lundquist is he's like the uh, he's like Russell Brand of forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's just like, <laughs> damn, you're cool. I want to hate you so bad, but like, awesome. I think the Blues are gonna slide because they're. Coach has already said I'm bouncing, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. kind of like point. in a weird spot. They never, they just can't get over the hump, and they don't seem to have done anything to improve themselves. And if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So I, I think that's the blues. I think Anaheim uh, is going to be bad. Who's the Carlisle. MVP? Who wins the heart? Anaheim's going to be bad under Carlisle. Okay, so All bad. Right. Who wins the I heart? Hope so, uh, Jamie Ben, finally. <laughs> Mm, it's hard to argue with Stamkos. I'm going to steal your thunder, Bill. Uh, I love Steve. He's got the contract yeah. off his mind. I love Tampa Bay. This Claude year. Giroux. All right. I nice. would love it. I Norris, who's the best defenseman? PK. That oh. would be so great. It would be today. so great if yeah. he was the best. That's who I'm rooting for. Yeah. I think it's going to be Brent Burns because he's in a contract here. Ooh. Oh, and he's. He's going to go nuts. Carlson. Yeah. God, I he's love gonna him. He's going to go nuts. I'm going to go That's a great one, too. Eric Carlson. Uh, who's the best goalie in the league, Vezina? Did we skip the Calder? We did. Oh, we did. Yeah, I didn't it's, even see uh, it. Yeah, it's, it's Austin Matthews. Right? It's Austin Matthews. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's be. he's yeah. on pace for like 380 Austin. goals. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Austin Matthews. <laughs> Vezina, best goalie in the league. Steve Mason. <laughs> <laughs> ben he got one vote last year, guys. <laughs> 
Um, who, who was that? Who did the Travis? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I got. I have Carey Price just because he is yeah. the best yeah, goalie I'm, in the I'm, league. I'm going if with he, Price. Too. If he stays healthy, he's the best. I said Ben Bishop. Oh, Ben Bishop. But you are talking uh, over me. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, most okay. games. Who serves the most games suspended? We all know what this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> On the Flyers got, or in the league? In the league. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got Badco's already got six. That's true. So it's going to be hard to catch He's off him. to a good start. If he has another wild February, he could get <laughs> locked up. Um, I think it is going to be a Flyer. I'll go with Gudis. I mean, you're, you've got a real good point there. With he's already got six. He's already got six. <laughs> now that Zach Ronaldo is in the AHL, it's is he in the AHL? Yeah, I thought yeah. he was in. Like, where could no. he? Where else could he go? ECHL. He's got. He's got to get three suspensions, one in each uh, league. Has to. And who is our big story at the All Star break? Who's the John Scott? Mine got ruined last night with John Quick getting hurt. I had him getting replaced by Jeff Zakoff. Well, he got hurt because he went and fought. Is that actually what happened? Yeah. Did he get hurt in the fight? I believe so. Like there, there was the fight, and then he got pulled. I don't. Even, who was it? Was it Pavelski? I think so. I didn't see... The- there, there was a whistle and Pavelski shot... Or whoever it was, I think it was Pavelski, shot it into the net and Quick lost his mind, <laughs> went chasing after him. Well, um, only Ron Hextall can do that. Yeah. My... I, I'm going to say him again. Austin Matthews. It just He's incredible and I'm in love with him. And he's 19. It's weird. I don't think we're going to have another John Scott. That they're, they're, like- they're not going to let us vote anymore. <laughs> I mean, oh. They're taking that. That's never yeah. going to happen. Uh, that, yeah, I think that was our one time to have some fun, and then the NHL is going to shut oh, that can down. I, can I change my answer? I got yeah. really excited about something else. Okay, They're going to Team North America come back and play the that All-Star game. Really yeah. cool. This that is my new awesome. answer. Team North America versus Team Canada has to be the All-Star game. That, I mean, that's everything it. else, Love give this. me the game that's I wanted really to see. That's all I yeah. want to see. Yeah. That's that's my answer. That would be Can we start a petition on Broad Street Hockey? Let's do it. This is going to happen. I assume Gary Bettman listens to this podcast, so Gary. I got please. Gary on speed dial. He? Yeah, of course. This is yeah. the most important podcast on the internet. It is. Mm-hmm. You just listened to the most important podcast on the internet. It's Hockey Eve, guys. It's Flyers game day, basically. Thank you all for joining us this week on BSH Radio. We had a great time. We're going to be here with you all season. Have a great week, Philly. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.